To our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. I'm Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Uh huh. And Rob Patey. Always last, but always last. Uh, and this is a comic book conversation show. We do it uh, usually every week, but sometimes we don't. So uh, tough titty toenails. But we're here this week. We've been doing it pretty well lately. Yeah, um, thanks to Noel. <laughs> Noel keeps pitch hitting. Yeah, us. I was gonna say we've we've got a ringer. One one week it's gonna be uh, none. Uh, all three of us are gonna be out, but Noel will just be there three times. Just be Noel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got correspondence. Correspondence from the web. Shout out, Charlotte Bung Hall. Uh, all right, so we have. <laughs> A couple of voicemails, and uh, I will play them for you. Play Misty for me. Uh, and that came in about a month ago, and uh, that's from Puddentane. So uh, thank, thank you, Puddentane. And then uh, we have this other voicemail. Uh, we're going to do a couple at a shot here. This came in three weeks ago. So that was uh, that was from a listener named um, Puddentane. So thanks for that, Puddentane. And then uh, this one, let me see if I can open it on the app here, uh, was three days ago. Why won't you play Misty for me? So that that one came in from another listener whose name is uh, Puddentane. Uh, now the only the only reason I know that the word Puddentane is because of uh, what was, there was a sock puppet TV show on MTV a while ago, uh, Syphil and Ollie. Syphil and Ollie. Syphil yes. and Ollie. Syphil and Ollie show. Yeah. So. Yep. There was like some sort of Puddentane reference on that, which I don't fully remember. But uh, Mark, how do we? You know, you know, play Misty for me. What is that? That's a movie, right? It's a movie about a stalker. And it stars uh, Clint Eastwood, and uh, who's what's the latest name? What's the other name? Judith Light? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Jessica Walter. You were close Jessica to Arrested Walter. Development. But who's the boss? Yes. <laughs> you know, one of those ladies. Right on the money. Um, yeah, and and she he makes he has a a, a little affair with a. A gal who's a big fan of his, and then she turns out to be a loon tune. Oh, no. And then she she calls in for him to play Misty for her, and then he doesn't. <laughs> so it's time to it's time Shit to fess goes up. sideways. Time to fess up, guys. Who fucked Christopher? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering because we haven't heard from Christopher Goodnight for a couple of weeks. So I think no. we just did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that was 
Chris Hergood, right? Chris Hergood well, that writes to... in. So I'm hoping I want to take this at a meta level and, you know, just think that we have a stalker. If we take it at the literal level, then we should just do a podcast where we play the movie Misty. Play Misty. Play Misty for me. Play, play Misty. Yeah. Maybe you should look that up and put it in and put it in post. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I'm going to play Misty for him uh, <laughs> so that we stop getting creepy ass Misty based messages. I actually like those. Keep them coming. No, don't, don't do that. If you get one next week, better check on the Golden Retriever. I'm getting the fuck <laughs> off this pod. Yeah. It might be, well, no, then next week he'll have another request like, why don't you play Jamiroquai for me? <laughs> <laughs> Jamiroquai. <laughs> God damn it. Of all the references. Oh, fuck. Oh, we got one more voice message. Uh, this is this is from three weeks ago. I may have already played it. I don't remember, but it's from Jake from Iowa. Hmm. It's only fifteen. Now, Rob he, Rob Patey he, maintains that that is not him, but. That sounds an awful lot not like Mary. our friend Rob Patey. It also sounds like he's slaughtering sheep in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, right, exactly what I go to work and do every day is sheep <laughs> slaughter. You still hear the glams, What is that? Where does that? So back back when I first started the podcast, uh, it was called Pop Tards. And uh, it was Mark, uh, master filmmaker Mark, Mark Mackner and me, and we were basically only reviewing the comics we could afford every week. And he could only afford one comic a week, so we would just wind up reviewing Spider-Man every week. So um, we were doing that on his couch, and then we, I don't know, got bored or whatever, stopped doing it. Uh, or maybe because it wasn't worth talking about one book a week. And then um, I decided to restart it again, I believe, with my girlfriend at the time, Sly, and mm-hmm. who's now my wife and our buddy, uh, uncle Dunkle nuts. And Aww. so when we were, were in, you know, in my little, I, I lived in a little carriage house at the time, a little one bedroom, little thing. It was real cute. And while we were in there recording, I wanted to record some sort of theme, something like a, like a, like a little stinger. And he just wound up doing that. at such a high pitch that I've never in my life been able to match. And I was like, well, that's part of it. I don't know what the fuck that was, but now that's part of everything because uh, I just mm. found it. I laughed so hard when he did it. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's it. And then when we changed the name from Pop-Tards to Colt's Pop, uh, I had uh, Len from Gutter Talk. He came in and was able to to redo that da for me. So, um, yeah, I've literally never been able to replicate that terrible pitched sound. Uh, but it's very loud. There's something about it that you I find it. charming. And Uncle very Uncle Dunkle Nuts is no relation to Uncle Drunkle. No, well, not that no, we no. know of. Could be. He could be my Uncle Drunkle. Uncle Drunkle. Remembering Uncle Dunkle Nuts. Uncle Drunkle could be his father. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So thank you so much, um, Puddentain and <laughs> Jake from Iowa. 
Great stuff, guys. Keep them coming. All right. So we actually had a couple of emails, but because we're almost 10 minutes into the show, I thought we should get onto the comic book discussions. But after the reviews this week, there are two emails that you should definitely stick around for because we actually have a pretty interesting conversation. So, um, yeah, that's here's some comic books. Let's listen to them. Thanks. Bye. Uh, all right. Batman Damn. Let's just get the fucking elephant shot and out of the way right now. Batman Damned, number one, written by Brian Azzarello with art by Lee Bermejo. Uh, so DC has started a new imprint called Black Label, which I was kind of excited about, um, some of the titles. And uh, this one was the one I was looking forward to the most, I think, because it brings back my man, John Constantine, the Hellblazer. So, um, but... Uh, uh, of course, any story or artwork has got pushed aside because they made the mistake of thinking that an audience was adult enough to uh, see the shadowy outline of a penis on Batman and not flood the Internet with um, with outrage or or commentary or <laughs> jokes. Who's outraged on that at this? Well, Are oh, people there's, outraged? there's, there's, I saw one, the one group I clicked on was, uh, they're upset that he's circumcised. <laughs> oh, right. They're, he's they're not, against, he's not Jewish. They're against, Jewish. um, genital mutilation and they consider that genital mutilation. Oh dear God. So, um, so as a retailer, here's a little bit of inside baseball. As a retailer, uh, and this isn't for everybody. This is just my ends. This is inside my baseball. As a retailer, I get so annoyed when something like this happens because I have customers who want to read a story by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. They want to read a Batman story. They want to read a Batman adult story, you know, um, and they were excited for this. And then this kind of fucking shenanigans happens. And then I got everybody and their mother calling me to ask me if I have the Batman damned book. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, I'm sold out, but I have some more coming in. And they go, oh, no, no. Do you have first? I need a first printing. Yeah. Because they want the because apparently in future printings, they're going to be blacking out the the image of the penis. (laughs) So everyone wants to make sure that they have the one with the penis drawn in so that they're going to be rich one day. And that sort of speculation drives me up a fucking wall. Um, oh, yeah. So I've been if I had the same. I had that shit happen to me. Spider-Man 9-11 issue. I had like five people in my office. It's as soon as a major media outlet picks it up. New York Times ran yeah. an article. And then it's all the people that don't follow fucking CBR or comicbook.com, the off-geek channels, bleeding cool, but just read normal news outlets. As soon as they pick it up, yeah, J.D., that's your life. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, it's... I mean, that was – I remember when I was working in a store and we had a line around the block when when Superman died. And it was just – I found it to be – it was disgusting to me in a little bit. Also, though, I know that there were a lot of people – like you said, a lot of people are coming in the store for the first time and they might see something else they want. They might actually like this and they seek out old Brian Azzarello stuff. They true, might true, seek out true. old old Lee Bermejo stuff. You know, I think that I, anything I think with it, a, cock, it's a double-edged maybe. sword. Yeah, you're, you're right, Mark. You're right. I'm being very negative. Um, that's a really good way to look at it is I should be looking at this as a way to share – the medium with people who may not have been otherwise involved in it. And um, I, I'm, I'm letting myself get a little negative about it, but no, I think you're right. That's a really good point. 
I get it though, because I I mean, there are people there. I mean, you, you, you get annoyed with the people that want to buy five of them and, and all of that stuff. You know, I just, I, I would just, I remember we had it when we had it, we would just, we could only get one or two copies. Um, and that was it. Yeah. You know, we Mm -hmm. couldn't, we wouldn't let somebody come in and buy like an entire stack of young blood. Number one, although we should have, you should have, you should have free copy with every copy purchased. Yeah. 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 But, Um, um, yeah, the other thing is is that none of these people – the other frustrating thing is that none of these people pre-ordered it, so I only ordered mm-hmm. a certain amount, and I'm unable to fill that request because now everyone wants it because of the dick. And it's like – I wouldn't be I, – I wouldn't be too upset, J.D. Most of them are probably speculators that you wouldn't yeah. see again. Yeah. They're not coming it's... in for Bermejo, and they're coming in to get a backcock and sleeve it and put it away mm. for – college yeah. for their, and all you for know their grandkids though, all, that aside, though, all, all that aside though all that aside though nice one bruce <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a shower not a grower clearly no wonder uh god i uh, hope no wonder he gets the vicky bales <laughs> and natalia all gulls yeah. <laughs> for Catman, for cow woman's vagina alone i pray to god he is not a grower <laughs> Um, Uh-oh. so, uh, last time that I read a Brian Azzarello Batman story, I was not very happy with it. I believe it was called Broken City. It was right. It was a direct follow up in the Batman issues to the Hush storyline, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, Azzarello showed up and I was like, oh, great. A, a crime noir story about Batman. And I felt that Azzarello's dialoguing in that was so off base for sort of what I like my Batman to be. He was flirting with a suspect, a female suspect in her bedroom in the middle of the night. And I mm-hmm. thought that's not the Batman that I sort of enjoy reading. So uh, yeah. I was, a, I was a little curious about how this was going to go, but since it seems that um, he made, and rightly so, he made Constantine the voice over in this uh, I think it works a lot better. He's a, he's pretty a snarky guy. Uh, he's not um, averse to you know being kind of a dick. So uh, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I, I still don't know how I feel about this yet. Uh, I'm enjoying. Yeah. I'm enjoying it sort of, but there's also a lot of that weird wordplay that kind of pulls me out. Um, when I remember I'm reading it, a Brian Azzarello dialogue, it makes me feel like I'm. <sighs> I'm reading a Brian Azzarello dialogue, not the character's dialogue. Well, occasionally he feels like it feels like you're reading a Sin City book, um, which which is a style all its own. I mean, it's obvious that like he's he's very much influenced by those by Frank Miller um, in a lot of ways, I think, um, Azzarello is and by just crime fiction in in general. Um, just and there's a certain type of speaking that, that occurs in that sort of that sort of thing. It's like this narration that's kind of full of, full of like um, incomplete sentences and just weird pauses mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And it, and, over, it just, over, and it over explains everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of showing or telling, not showing um, things like that going on. Um, that said though, I really like the way Azarello is introducing these other characters other than Batman um, throughout this whole thing um, that really does show that that Gotham has a pretty strong mystical side to it from Constantine to uh, Zatanna doing street tricks um, and uh, 
Um, um, cards, in... cards, three card Monty. Zatanna, yeah. when you say Zatanna doing street tricks. Well, I didn't <laughs> like that. No, um, I please. Even to the hint that this bum that is running away from him is the Spectre um, in some oh, way, like the Spectre of Vengeance. That. Well, even, you know, he follows this this bum all through this thing, and he's got that, that kind of distinctive hood and the green kind of uh, jacket that turns into a cape. And then he gets to this hole in the, this cave, and the whole cave is shaped like the hood of the Spectre, and in there is like a ghostly image of a face in there. Um, you see yeah. that? It says, I know what you did. And so Spectre being the spirit of vengeance, I could see that being like that actually having something to do with the Spectre. And it just seems like there's this whole like supernatural element that there are. And they also have uh, what's her name? The Enchantress in there as well. And so these are some pretty cool, dark characters that he's playing around with. And I, I know he's treating he's definitely in Bruce's not in Bruce's head, but he's definitely a character here. But um, these other characters seem like they're just as important in this this sort of story than anything else. Yeah, this is very I mean, clearly some sort of Justice League Dark series. Yeah, that's what it feels more, more I, like. That yeah, more, I like it. It feels it feels like like all you need is like Etrigan and Ragman in there, and mm-hmm. you'd have like a really cool that, that'd be a really cool team that I would like to follow actually. Yep. And I l- love <laughs> the way Lee Bermijo draws the Dead Man. It's oh, it's so great! Cool. Mm. It's so creepy. Love the way he draws all Buck. Yeah, he's yeah. It's gorgeous artwork all through. This well, is the I mean, team that did. This is the team that did Joker, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, I guess it's. I love the story. The you know the Joker has killed himself. Basically, or the Joker has died on a bridge, and was it was it Bruce that did it? I guess where I'm kind of on this is I'm getting wafts of bat mythos and the bat is a construct of some dark primal forces that still exist in and around Gotham. That's not my favorite type of Batman story, but the actual, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the murder of the Joker, is he dead? Isn't he? Cause the corpse disappears. Uh, and then that scene at the end on the, you know, with Joker on the cross, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, fucking haunting. That, that part of it, the, the, the reality of the, the drama and the crime, and I've talked about this a couple times where, you know, Batman has lost the cleverness of the detective story that, the, you know, that twist of, of mystery and Batman kind of figuring something out that I didn't figure out or know all along that, you know, might have been present. That's what I like from Batman. The, uh, you know, the mystical uh, grunge, uh, the grudge chick that comes out of the TV, her hiding off in the shadows and all of those extra forces pulling at him. The ring. That's not how I like my Batman. What? You mean the the ring, ring, not the grudge. The ring. The ring. Thank you. The grudge was where she went up the stairs. I'm feeling that this is, uh, um, this feels like a dream almost. Um, And, that these mystical forces are actually reaching maybe Batman's like on near death and Zatanna, mm-hmm. Constantine, Spectre, they're all kind of reaching into him as he's I think this is a Jacob's ladder sort of I thing. was getting I mean, ready to say Jacob's ladder. Damn it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like it if you know, Zat, none of these characters are really exactly the way they, they should be. But maybe through like Batman's lens, it kind of feels, you know, so everything feels like it's it's through a, a, a different kind of lens. So maybe mm-hmm. it's narrated by Constantine, but Constantine is there to kind of guide him out of this this hell that he's kind of 
in right now that would show us what it would be like if Batman or if the Joker dies. I'd be into yeah. that. That's that's it's been it's okay. interesting. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, um, it was hard to get past the um, the quote unquote controversy and my annoyance at at uh, the response to it and settle down and just start reading it and be in in the moment with the book. But uh, once I was able to settle in, um, I, I am enjoying it, and I'm curious, you know, how the next. I think it's only three issues, so hopefully it sol- been, wraps up solidly. See, I don't pay attention to a lot of the controversy, so I didn't know that was going on. I thought the con- well, you were going to talk about the controversy of of having Thomas Wayne be a flanagler or not a fl- philanderer, philanderer, <laughs> and messing yeah. around with Tommy's mother there on the bridge, and his mother saying. Bruce is going to see we're right there in front of Bruce and Bruce is spitting over the side, you know, and he's obviously too young to really understand what's going on. You know, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm about hush. I guess I'm not surprised about it because I am so used to, I mean, Thomas Wayne is kind of always a little off and a little scummy and most alternate realities. And, yeah, you know, they always not in the movies little... though. He's pretty, but, he's, but he's in it for three seconds before he shot outside the movie theater. <laughs> No, there's what I movie mean, there is, is Thomas scene. Wayne in the in the movie uh, in in Nolan's Batman. I think that Thomas Wayne had a really good part. He had a re- couple of really good monologues with Bruce talking about being a hero and what he can do for Gotham. And they talked about the train system going into Gotham. Like what do stuff we do like when that. we fall? What do we do? Oh, when we fall? Yeah, See, stuff right. like that. Wow. So, okay. I mean, that was one so movie. The, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, and obviously it's Azarello. So Azarello always seems to have a dark interpretation of, of all of these characters. So um, maybe it is, but it, I just thought that that was weird. That That's the first time I really noticed that maybe, I mean, I guess, is that the way it always is? I always thought that Thomas Wayne and, uh, or I'm sorry, that Bruce Wayne and uh, the guy who, who ended up being Hush, Tommy? Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Him being, uh, I always thought they were just childhood friends. I didn't know they were sort of like brothers. Well, we don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they were as That's close as. I, um, I want to ask the question: um, Does does Batman have, as a child, have like an inner ear infection or some kind of vertigo? Kid almost falls off the fucking bridge while looking over it. Kid falls into a bat cave. I mean, this kid <laughs> falls a lot. You fall a lot when you're a kid. You, you never fell? Uh, Why do you think his father has to constantly tell him, what do we do when we fall? <laughs> exactly. We get back up and then fall yes. over again. Like when you fell off the bridge that one time or when you fell in the Batcave. <laughs> right. It happens to every kid all the time. We know sure. that you were like 12 feet tall by the time you were like that age. So if you oh, fell, it was something. It was like a major... <laughs> thing <laughs> is this a step or is this a bridge <laughs> giant rob not know <laughs> i like it though it's good yes yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the next two issues i hope it wraps up well burnouts mm. number one by dennis culver and jaffo g-e-o-f-f-o jaffo i guess and jaffo was his name oh g-e-o-f-f-o i don't know sorry uh, put Jail image comics. And I had no idea what this was going to be, but um, overall, I think I kind of liked it. Um, basically, you got a bunch of punk kids who in the beginning you see are like beating up an old man for no goddamn reason. And mm-hmm. um, uh, and basically, we were walking with these two kids. 
who uh, want to go to a party with the cool kids later that night in high school, and they wind up going, and they meet the punk kids, and we find out the reason they're beating people uh, senseless, seemingly innocent people, is that when they get high, they're able to see aliens uh, sort of snaking their bodies into people and taking them over. And that's why they uh, they pummel these people. They're trying to get the aliens out of them and, and kill the aliens. So I thought that was... Or... Huh? <laughs> Or maybe they're just fucking high. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny if that was the end of the book. Like, once it was all wrapped up, it was like, no, there were no aliens. You were just high. (laughs) Dummies. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know. It just feels like it's not clear enough for me uh, to know how to feel about this book yet. It's, I don't know. I, I think we're supposed really? to think that there's definitely aliens. Yeah. yeah. When they smoke, it's certain people's brain chemistry can see these aliens. Yeah. And we as society do usually slough these people off. I mean, it's almost, it's a little bit like Grant Morrison had done with the invisible saying, you know, all these people we've cast off and cast away as crazy and loons, everything else. No, they're actually there saving this, you know, our reality from the under reality, whether you believe that's true or not, I guess it's whether you believe in magic. So just say yes to drugs. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> is that what it is? I, mean, what? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, just as a, just as a, I, I don't want to be all Puritan and everything, but it just feels yeah. weird. To have a comic saying like, okay, in order for you to see the 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 aliens that are, you gotta do drugs and and do that. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's like the, I don't it's like think the plot it's of uh, right. It's like, <laughs> instructional. <laughs> it's the plot of a of a comedy of like just a comedy that you would see in the movies starring Seth Rogen. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. It's true. I I I mean, what I appreciated was that there wasn't like. One thing that I, I really hate is the is the is, is drug humor that is just so broad that it's just like drugs and everybody just laughs. You, you know, it's it's you know, yeah. it's like the cheat, the sort of broad Cheech and Chong kind of comedy that that sometimes hits the mark and other times it's just like saying like, you, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's if you're like included in it and if you're not, you're just kind of. It, it just doesn't there's no cleverness to it it's just saying what what it is it's like the big bang theory i don't watch big bang theory like they do the the way it is. it's big, just it's big just bang references theory. no jokes just yeah. references yeah 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 i guess that's what it is yeah it's i mean it's it's like the easy humor compared to like like what and this doesn't try to be a super humorous book i don't think um it no the, the, the artwork kind of lends it to be maybe but um i don't think it's really uh laugh out loud sort of book i um, didn't laugh once so no. yeah yeah well what do you think of it i rob i thank <laughs> no thanks <laughs> um i liked i liked the construct of it i liked i liked that like i took it to the play you know my mind immediately went to the invisibles where it's yeah, there are these people when, you know, they have a good indica or a sativa or maybe a hybrid blend of the two, they are starting to see the old aliens. And that's just their brain chemistry, I think, we'll find out in the next issue. Because, this, you know, this straight-laced kid smokes weed for the first time and sees aliens. Not That is not everybody's experience when they smoke pot. 
So no. we know. But is it pot we're that, talking about special. here? Is it is it I, weed I'm, they're talking I'm, about? I am absolutely going to take it as yes, it's pot because when people do certain drugs and if they have the right brain chemistry, they can join this sort of elite, you know, fighting force. It's not. I don't think it's a special. Like opioids or I, don't, I don't think it. I don't think it is. I mean, we don't know yet, but that's that's not where I take it. The only the only drug they really reference in the comic book is weed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I think what Bugs asking is it or Bugs asking is it actually weed or is it you know some mad science special is it, is it, form it, of Chiba? Yeah. Is it like laced with it or something? No, they say um, in the book that only certain people who smoke yeah, are able right. to tap into this other vision. Yeah. That's where I got yeah. it from. It was in the book. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't hate the concept, and I don't think the execution is very bad. I think the artwork feels like it was outlined in a sharpie, like yeah, a little ninety percent of the time, and I don't I don't mm-hmm. like that kind of inking. Um, if you can call that inking, I don't know what do you call that tracing, because <laughs> that's not inking. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It it doesn't feel as. You know what I mean. It's, it's very it's, broad. There no there are no subtle lines here or, or a very little subtle lines so I, I guess the artwork is the thing that kind of didn't it made me wonder what kind of tone this is mm-hmm. um, what we're seeing um, I don't know mm-hmm. and are there adverse effects to this these drugs to them while no it's fucking them? weed I get it but when you're Do fighting you? you don't want to puff on you don't want to you don't, you don't want to smoke weed and then go out and fight somebody. That's that's like the worst thing you want to do. But it usually just mellows you out. Know. You just want to sit down. You want to eat something. You want to chill out. I get the giggles. <laughs> no up. shit. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, um, but it's uh, yeah. No, I, I get it. But but that's why I say like indica into couch sativa. Um, I fuck up your aliens, yeah. That okay. <laughs> Good scat 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 rap 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 Alien weed scat. I could I could see this being a fun little um Netflix series or something. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I, I would add some humor yeah. to it, but yeah, I think it could be kind of cute. Yeah, because it's sort of like uh, what is it like uh, somebody and somebody versus evil? What was that movie? Todd in the Book of Evil? No, not Bill and... It's like somebody and somebody oh, in the... It had, um, yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Tucker and Dale evil. versus Evil, like that sort of thing. Yeah. I think it could be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Let's move on to Infinity War yeah. Soldier Supreme. So I had to catch up today because I had not read Infinity War number... Infinity Wars number three. And that's where this whole universe folding happened. So Gamora calling herself... What was it? Requiem had uh, gotten all of the gems, had murdered Thanos, spoiler alert, and has now done kind of the same thing that Thanos did, except when Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet snapped his fingers, he wiped, he killed half of the universe. And here, Gamora is doing the same sort of thing, except she's taking one half of the universe and folding it on top of the other half. And so we're getting things like Soldier Supreme by Jerry Duggan, and uh, Adam Kubert. <clears throat> and basically what it has done is rewritten their whole history so that the super soldier um, program by the government was actually 
more mystical in nature than scientific. And so now well, we've got... Well, it was got... a sorcerer, sorcerer supreme, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, it's a cute idea, one that I don't care about. That's all I really got. I read it. I thought it was cute. It was very, you know, uh, as I was reading it, I thought, oh, this is very comic booky. And then it was over, and I didn't find that I really was emotionally attached at all to anything that happened. What did you guys think? Mark? Well, you know how much I love alternate characters. I know. We do. <laughs> we do. Um, I, it's, as usual, they're going to test out all of these four or five characters who are coming through this whole thing. Whoever is going to be the most popular will get some type of series, and they'll end up, I don't know, in the Challengers or Chan... The, mm. Not the Challengers. Champions or... Or, you know, one of those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that'll, that'll be that. I mean, this back in the day, this would be something that, like, replaced, like, all of the other books for a month. And I would I would rejoice because I would be like, yeah, I don't have to buy any books this month from Marvel. <laughs> you know, I'd be all happy about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm I, – I just – I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. It feels like a what-if issue. I don't like it that it's like it seems like this is going to be like it's part one of, of I don't know how many parts and uh, that worries me. Um, and know, how many and then how many also how many Infinity Warps titles are there? There's yeah, Arachnite, think, which is Moon Knight yeah. and Spider-Man. There's Iron Hammer, which is Iron Man and Thor. Uh, yeah. Soldier Supreme. Weapon Hex, Hex which looks Weapon like Hex. it's X-23 and... Um, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, and Bla- uh, the Ghost mean, Panther. Ghost Panther. Yeah. Which that, that was kind of that just that's kind of funny. Made me laugh. Yeah. It, I know. I think it's funny. Um, and if any of any of them, I think I kind of like Ghost Panther. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't know. I, I I just can't take this seriously. Nope. Uh, it's it's not it's not anything. There's nothing anything bad about it it's just that i would rather see um this play out in uh something like the wrong earth where you know there's kind of stakes it and there could be like a, a like yeah you know there there could be like a a sorcerer that fought in world war ii and then you know he he only shows up during during wartime and you know he, he's like the the symbol of courage and, and all, i don't know just something you know yeah. and i think that 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 could be an idea that could be explored in uh, in a, a wrong earth, like from last week, that Ahoy Comics book, like yeah. a, a universe like that, um, rather than um, rather than this just being a one off that I'll forget about. Yeah. It's, it reminded me it, it reminds me way too much of the amalgam. Uh, oh, that's universe. that's. Yep. 100%. And uh, and it's even those like none of those really. Well, of course, they didn't kick off because DC and Marvel sort of split as far away as possible after that afterwards. But um, the whole thing, um, it just it feels like it'll it'll be something I won't even have to think about in five minutes. Yeah, when we move on. <laughs> no, I agree. The Rob? art's cool. I mean, I, I oh, love it's Andy, Cooper. Andy Cooper. Yeah, I mean, both of them really do well. And I think we talked about this at the beginning. I don't know who I like better. And um, and every time it shows up, every time I think I know one of them style, it's I. It turns out it's the other one, so I they, I mix them up a lot. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah. Um, so do their wives. 
Rob, did you care about this? Nah, nah. All right, cool. Return of Wolverine number one from Marvel by Charles Soule or Soul. God damn it. I need to look that up. And art by um, <clears throat> Steve McNiven. I'm trying to remember who he's emulating here. Um, the guy who did Weapon X. Barry Windsor Smith. Barry Windsor Smith. So I follow um, uh. I follow Steve McNiven on a s- series of um, social medium. And he's been doing sketches for maybe the past um, eight months or so. And uh, all of his sketches online have looked more and more like Barry Windsor Smith. And so, yeah, that's woof. That is what he's doing here. He's definitely doing some Barry Windsor Smith. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And um, Mm -hmm. basically, it looks like we're stuck inside Wolverine's head. And he is going through his psyche and unlocking different versions of his personality to see who gets to come to the forefront i guess once he wakes up is that what you guys got out of this yeah it feels it it feels like yeah it it, it, this feels a lot like what i felt when i was reading that batman book it just feels like there's there's a layer of reality that we're not we're not being keen like we're we're not uh they're not letting us in on yeah you know like, I feel like he's floating in a tank somewhere going through all of this. Mm-hmm. Or is he inside a stone, one of the the infinity stone that he had? Well, the the, the thing is called hell. Um, this whole thing is called hell. And when he comes in, oh, yeah. he's coming in hot. He's got the, his, <laughs> his claws are really, really warm. Yeah. So I'm thinking, wow. you know, maybe he's in limbo with Belasco and, and, uh, or maybe he's in hell with Mephisto or, you know, or one of the when we nether see them, realms, the nightmare we realm. See them, if that's the case, shouldn't we see them in the first issue? Yeah, I think that's clue sort of enough hint. that he's, he's, he's in some infernal place. It's called hell. He's in, he comes, the first panel is him being like basically popping into this existence and he's on like his, it's so hot that he's on fire. He 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 encounters fire all the way through this whole thing. So we're gonna go through the nine layers then. Maybe no. Okay, cool. Hey. I could see Charles Sewell uh, doing that sort of thing. That that there's a sort of poeticism to that. I think he's coming around. He's he doesn't even know he's a hero. He doesn't know anything about himself. He's yeah. wakes right. up in the middle of this situation. Bless Excuse you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he wakes up wakes in the middle of this. Yeah. So in the middle of this situation, and uh, he he doesn't know anything about his powers. He doesn't know anything. He's just he knows that he has like a sense of how to do shit. Like he knows how to blow away a guy in a in a tower that's shooting at him, but he doesn't even know his name. I don't. <laughs> While know. driving a motorcycle, and the guy in there is is Omega Red. Yeah, all these people uh, are wearing these sort of nondescript costumes, and we find out that one of them, after he gets shot in the head, is Omega Red. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that these are all I mean, they say they he sees all these I mean, he's trapped in this weird there's this weird blue screen that this Persephone lady um introduces um him to and they're all it's like all either people he cares about or people he's fought or um versions of himself like there's there's all these kinds of different variations and I I think that yeah, this is not this isn't happening in the real world. I don't know. I don't think so either. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sold on it yet, but I feel about this the same way I felt about the death of Wolverine, which I believe was also written by Charles soul. 
maybe. Rob? Can't remember. Oh, but I remember really liking the death of Wolverine. So I have a feeling that when this is all wrapped up, I'll be saying the same thing. Like, oh, that was actually really good. Um, I'm interested enough mm-hmm. in it right now. Uh, it's certainly whew, so much better than all of the other Hunt for Wolverine books that I read. Yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% for this um this hair pillow that his head he, looks like. He really yeah. <laughs> Steve McDivin really went ham on the uh the the hair. It it's like a it's like a big fluffy pillow and then there's like a face in the middle of the pillow. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what that it is. That the Wolverine that the Wolverine was Sulay and McNiven, yes. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, the, the the last page specifically, the last two pages oh, yeah. are just it's, uh, out of control hair. Yeah. That guy is clogging up sinks everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> the one hairy beast of a band. But uh, I mean, I guess it's it's a leap from like the old man Wolverine who is has his hair closely shaved. I think I think he's just got like mutton chops um, going on. Um, and X twenty three doesn't have that hair, facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> She's a female. Yeah. 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 Wait until she hits 50. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Rob, what'd you think? eh, It's fine. It's if he is going like the nine layers of hell, I guess that's cool. I don't know. I I don't like the psych. I don't like the psyche talking to the self. No. Like the whole where he's kind of being guided by part of it. I mean, that's just not, I don't know how episodic breaks work. I mean, and think about the name Persephone. Persephone is about the myth of Persephone, who was stolen, who was stolen by Hades, and is in hell, and basically becomes the queen of hell after her mom fails to uh, get her out of hell. Or she has like a, she has a deal with Hades where Hades has Mm -hmm. her six months of the year, and then she gets to, so she gets to leave hell or every other six months of the year, which is why we have the seasons, you know. But still, it's about a person who's like. She's stolen by Hades um, and then is sort of trapped in there and becomes like his wife. So if you think about that myth and then think about how there's like all of these other kind of biblical or and hell-like, uh, inferno-like sort of Illusions. references here. Yeah, that maybe this is like his long, long trek out of hell. I hope it's not too long, though. I think, it, I mean, yes, I think we just sussed it out. We're probably morons for not figuring it out sooner. But I guess if that's the case, then I don't care. I, I care less. I don't know. Does it kill the stakes? That's the thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, it's, it sucks that we have to guess this stuff. Um, but, but we these don't. First, these first issues, L. these first issues are so vague sometimes that we just, uh, we can't, you know, we got to hypothesize about this stuff um, and, but, and I mean, second guess the writer. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hell, though. And, and you know, and, and it is. A, yeah, it being that ethereal of a construct, I, I just I, I go, eh, who cares? You know, I mean, he literally fights a saber tooth in this, like a saber tooth tiger, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's like saber tooth, the guy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What, what, what? I <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. I would just check back just to see how hairy he gets from. from... <laughs> at the end, at the issue opening of the next the issue, he's just going to be cousin It. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would be awesome. With some claws hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'm going to read number two. We'll see how it goes from there. Me, hey, me too. Ra- Rob, do, we know how many, do, we, do we know how many issues it is? And fuck no. Probably 12,000. Uh, Rob, yeah. is there anything you liked this week? Is there anything about the book I like? The no. Barry Windsor's... Is there anything you liked this week? Oh, I liked this week. I liked Damned-ish. That's it? No. Okay. What about next week? So Heroes in Crisis comes out this upcoming Wednesday at your local Mm. comic shop. Written by Let's take a trip into the future. I know. Um, We're at tomorrow. Written by Tom King, uh, art by Clayman, Clayman. And um, it's issue one of nine from DC Comics. And uh, did Rob, did you like yes. this book, buddy? Yes. Oh, God damn it. Well, why don't you no, quick, I mean, was... you got, you got fucking 20 seconds. Tell us what it's about without spoilers. Uh, what? We're not going to spoil um, them. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess there's stuff to spoil, but, be, but it's all the B-rate heroes go to therapy and get killed. No, <laughs> that's not it at all. That's, I mean, that's sort of what, that's a backstory. You do it in 20 seconds, asshole. 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, Harley Quinn and Booster Cold meet each other in a bar, and they have a fight for the entire issue. Meanwhile, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman discover um, a massacre at a place you're on page two no this is i'm not i wasn't gonna go any further i'm just gonna say that there were some significant characters <laughs> that are? met their divide demise in this issue yes that i think will cause some ripples one in, in particular that i find it being bullshit We'll we'll talk about that next week. I'm sure we will we will touch back on this really what i want right. to do here and since we have access to some early books occasionally. I think it would behoove us to um, maybe lay some groundwork and, um, you know, just talk about, did you think it was, it's worth the, the listeners buying? Cause um, I read this and I didn't know if I really was going to care about it, but uh, especially cause it's Tom King who is peaks and valleys for me. Um, but after I closed it, I went, well, I'm definitely intrigued. It feels a little bit like um, a series that came out a little over 10 years ago, Infinity Crisis. Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis, Identity uh, crisis. I, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, which I thought at the time was a very solid whodunit mystery in the DC universe. And this has that sort of flavor to it. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very interested in where this is going. Do, do you guys agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. I think that um, I find myself... Um, as with this issue and with uh, the Batman, um, the damned issue, I'm going to read it once for the story, and then I read it again just to kind of see, just to absorb the artwork. And um, really, especially this one, because this feels like a mystery where he's laid out everything going on right now um, mm-hmm. here in this first issue. Now, what 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 comes of it if these people? Are, if these characters are as dead as they seem, yeah. um, we will see. But um, I think that um, it's. It, I think that we should study these panels, not overreact. Internet, don't crack in half, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, um, I think that this is a mystery, and let it play out. Don't let. Don't go fucking nuts and have them have to walk something back just because 
just he just wants to tell this story and let's see what let's see what I'm this sure whole thing that'll, is. I'm sure that'll work, Bug. Yeah, everyone will <laughs> definitely heed that. your very solid Everybody and sound advice. Calm yeah. down, everybody. Yeah. Um, I do like the way Car- Harley is portrayed in this issue. I think, I think that I wish Harley was portrayed this way in uh, across the board. I was thinking that as well. Um, in this specifically, uh, Rob, you you talk about Batman and how sometimes we wish he would be the greatest detective again, right? That we we would have right. stories worthy of his detective abilities and. Reading this, it occurred to me that I wish more people would write Harley like this, who has an extensive background in, um, you know, mental health and therapy and stuff like that. So she's a smart lady. Mm-hmm. And I want her to yeah. be written intelligently and a little bit cunning and not just, oh, Mr. J, put in blah, blah, blah. Um, well, and also just batshit crazy and just willing right. to willing to kill people at a, at a whim, you know, she's as deadly as the Joker, maybe even more so because you don't expect it coming from this, this, like this pretty little, like flippy girl, you know, she comes in kind of, you know, she comes into this diner and she's looking, looking pretty innocently orders, orders some pie. (laughs) Except uh, she's half dressed and she's got clown makeup on. Well, yeah. yeah, Well, listen, in this day and age, everyone, she could just be a cosplayer. She in could every be, Midwest uh, diner, you're right. She could be, uh, what do you call those guys? Uh, Juggalo? Juggalo, yes, yes. <laughs> could have yeah, just got back from the ICP ICP concert, you know, that was going through, mm-hmm. where is this? Iowa, uh, something. Iowa, yeah. Um, my <laughs> sure. only problem with this is I kind of wish, you know, um, Hush Unwrapped came out this week um, in a hardcover. Uh, Mm. The Batman story by Jeff Loeb. And the thing about that series, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read Hush yet, is when I picked up the first issue and we met for the very first time a childhood friend of the main character, Batman, who we had heretofore never heard of before. And then Mm -hmm. also a villain wrapped in bandages shows up. I went, (laughs) golly, I wonder if it's going to be the childhood best friend who we've literally never heard of until this issue. Guess what? Mm -hmm. It was. And I feel like... um, I wish that this place, gosh, what was it called? Um, not purgatory. Um, sanctuary. Sanctuary. Thank you. I wish this place, sanctuary, huh. was actually had been around for a while because we saw it at the end of the Flash War crossover. Um, mm-hmm. Wally went uh. to go spend some time there, and that was the first I'd heard of it. Um, so I yeah. do kind of wish that this place had been around a little longer than just like, hey, here's this place you've never heard of, guys. Well, I have but, a well, because, and that's gonna... what they. That's when they get a little lazy with things and they just expect us to go, oh, okay, this has always been this way or this has always been there. Okay. Yeah. They should have been this dropping seeds about this about a year ago, at least. A little bit, I think. But I also, I think that the next issue is going to take a leap backwards, I think. Um, okay. This is this is obviously one of those, say a movie, and it's the people are arriving at the scene of the crime and they're sifting through like the bodies like, oh, I wonder what the hell happened here. Mm. And then all of a sudden you get a flashback and seeing, then you see what happens mm-hmm. there. Right. So, um, yeah, but they're not, they're not showing up at the fortress of solitude going, Hey, this fortress of solitude has been here the whole time. Sorry. We never showed it to you. No. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. It would have been cool if if it was like, you know, it's actually the JLI headquarters in Europe and it's still Maxwell Lord there <laughs> fucking with people's heads, right? That's that would have been cool. That's actually kind of cool. actually, just kind of uh, made up halfway house. Yeah. That know. might be what happened. I mean, who knows? No, it's not. We already know it's not. It's <laughs> somewhere different and else. Well, well okay. yeah, it's I thought it's Kansas, right? Or it's Iowa. Okay. Um I do like, uh, I mean, the artwork is fantastic. Yes. Um, Clayman is proving himself to be like a really distinct looking, like he's, I mean, he's been doing, working a lot on Batman, uh, over the last couple of years, I think. And, uh, just really nails it with all Mm -hmm. of these different characters. There's a, there's a bunch of different characters in this and, uh, all of them are very distinct, um, very, and everything is vivid. The action scenes are really, really good. And I love the. I love the backdrop of all of the fields. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this guy has taken trips across the uh, the USA, and you look down at you look down across these fields, and all these fields are cut differently. And there's such an interesting pattern, like a yeah. patchwork pattern, to that that I really love. I always um, love that but, when I'm in, in on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really yeah. fun to see. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's got sort of wait. um sort of a Butch Geis kind of style. Uh, but bit, I, but... I would say a little bit more expressive in the faces. I really like some of his facial expressions when Harley is talking. It also yeah. reminds me a lot of early Jim Lee. Like the, I, it reminds me of just those those Jim Lee issues with with uh, of X Men. Mm-hmm. Where it, I mean, there's just a so much maybe a Travis Travis Charest uh, Ooh, something yeah, like yeah. that. The, the I mean, it's really just really. Beautiful. really nice and this scene where superman is looking down on the sanctuary and he's using his zoom in vision oh it's perfect is really awesome so yeah nice. yeah really this is good. the first time i've ever really taken um what's the word like that i've noticed clay man's work before um mm-hmm. i think up until recently it's always just been sort of like oh he's like you know it's solid whatever i never really uh paid much mind to it but this one definitely stands out as just like really quality top-notch work the, in the, there's a close-up of crows that that is really haunting. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. That was really good. So yeah, I would say uh, I'm going to say definitely pick this up this week, um, listeners. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're interested in it, it's definitely worth your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think Clayman should do a Clayface book. Just just so you Stop. can. Yeah. Because. <laughs> every time. Well, that was the book he did. He did. Oh, he didn't do Detective. No. No, he didn't. He used that every time. Every time I say that, though. All right. Well, you guys uh, shut the fuck up so we can stop. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're not stopping. Here are the aforementioned emails. Zachary Hilton emailed us. Did I read this? I don't think so. This came in September 15th. A quick check-in. Hiya, fellas. It's your old pal, Stinky Weasel Teats. No, it's not. It's your old pal, Taint Misbehaving. Welcome back. Hi, Noel. I like you. You say the things that I say in my headspace when listening to the podcast. The show continues to be oodles of noodles. Here's a question about format. I was wondering what you thought of reviewing a completed storyline or arc from previous episodes to see how it turned out. The problem with most issues reviewed is just that they're single issues, usually the first and not a complete story. I would love to see the crew go back and cover a completed arc of a story, and not just what could be argued as the first chapter. Not all books start and finish strong. Some are slow and methodical. Some have great opening concepts and fizzle out. 
And that's one of the medium's greatest strengths, because each new issue can be what makes a series great or ruin it forever. I'm glad that Bendis is getting to extend his career at DC, but he's spent. The deluge of creator-owned books that he's released in the past three months have varied in style and quality, and his Superman has been fun. Yeah, there's two ends for some reason. But mark my taint. The creator-owned books will soon dry up after there's enough to fit into a trade, and the Superman stuff will come to a whole lot of nothing. I don't hate the guy. Why, some of my best friends are bald Jewish cartoonists from Cleveland. But where other creators have grown in style and skill, Bendis is always just Bendis. He and Kirkman are very similar. Really great at ideas, not great at executing. Taints for the time. So, uh, thanks, Taint Misbehaven, for writing in. Did, did he call me? Did he call me his taint? He said, no. I think he was saying, mark my words, but it was mark my yeah. taint instead. My taint. Ah, okay. Right. But also, right. I, I wouldn't, I mean, clear that up. I think we all know that you are his taint. I, it, yeah, it's actually, yes. So, uh, I've only read a couple of the Bendis um, creator owned joints. Uh, I'm not as enthusiastic about those as I am his Superman work, but I, I don't know if it's going to amount to nothing. I think that's sort of putting the cart before the horse review wise I, I i've enjoying where it's going and where it's been so i have hopes that it'll end well but um uh i do think that his creator owned stuff is better read in trade paperbacks well it's certainly more consistent i mean that was always my problem with powers was that it just the infrequency of delivery it just ended up killing it yep yeah he had a couple of things i just never even completed right like um what was that mm-hmm. one uh, genius? No, not genius. Um, what was that called? Oh, Intelligent what or what the fuck? I don't remember what it was. It was Mark Bagley and him. Yeah. They're, people uh, are yelling at their iPods right now. If they uh, still have genius. iPods. Isn't it called like super genius? Something like that. This goes to show how uh, memorable it was. But yeah, I, I think uh, his Superman stuff's been really swell. And he's yeah, he can, I he's agree. He can. He's shown he can deliver consistency. I mean, you know, guys fucking written serials before. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm really not worried. Mm. And to Mark's um, benefit, he hasn't written a single pizza eating scene. You're no, right. not once. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Uh, the thing I'll say to us doing an entire arc, pick one. And yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to do one. Yeah, right, right back in and give us, give us one. Um, yeah, because we won't, be we won't go back, we won't go back and lock. Yeah, we'll, we'll forget. Um, yeah, almost immediately. Yeah, I just did. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about <laughs> Noel wrote in, and uh, man, jeez, who's on show? Yeah, Noel Bartocci. Uh, yeah. Noel's disjointed musings via car is the name of the email. And he goes, he says, uh, when you sit in the car on a string of mini road trips and your significant other is annoyed by the voices of nearly every podcast you sample, you tend to talk about a whole bevy of things. Some of the questions asked of me were, what got you into comics and when did you start reading? The shortest version, by my request, I was often dropped off in the magazine aisle of the grocery store while my mother shopped. Surrounded by issues of Starlog, Fangoria, Premiere, Entertainment Weekly, etc., I became obsessed with movie magic, quote-unquote, namely genre films. Ninja Turtles, Batmen, Terminators, Monsters, and all the pulp I could find, including superheroes. 
superheroes whose original text resided just three racks away from the movie and television magazines I was already devouring too fast, so I started sampling the issues. Whatever was available in the public's periodical section was my gateway. The thought of a local comic shop was unheard of in my small Florida town. Needless to say, it was through retelling this story on a road trip that I realized I was one of those readers we've been told barely exist anymore. Someone converted through other media. My entry point wasn't a direct invite to classic runs, ceremoniously bequeathed upon to me by some grizzled warrior of fandom, but actually just a collection of forgotten spinner rack fodder that just so happened to resemble the movies and cartoons I anticipated watching. To take it a point further, why the F does fandom seem to despise this kind of brand outreach, be it different character designs, all-ages cartoons, or any other type of modification that seems to create uproar? From Riri Williams being an Iron Man and ladies ghost-bustering to Lionel looking cute and She-Ra wearing actual armor instead of cleavage, why are we so guarded and fearful about flexible, malleable IP? Especially when, if we think about it hard enough, we were likely one of those converted by something just as ancillary. I guess this is a long way of asking, one... Jesus. And you wonder why the last <laughs> podcast was two hours long. <laughs> one, how did you get into comics? And two, is our generation of fans doing a disservice or detriment to the things we love and impeding their ultimate survival by wailing, walling ourselves up in nostalgia and putting petulant gatekeepers up to defend it, quote-unquote. Adam West Batman isn't an accurate indicator of what makes the character great, but it effectively got me there through awareness. Isn't that the point? So there's Noel. Thanks, Noel. I think the problem is, is that people are not getting back to the comic books. So I don't know what year this was that, I mean, he, he has like 7,000 points, but getting into the problem is it's not a backwards flush at this point in time. The IPs are going to hold people at the interactive, the mediums that people are imbibing the most. People don't read as much anymore. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's that back with that same backwards effect that you had in the Adam West Batman days and, you know, pre the year, let's say 2000, when CG really caught up and could emulate on a screen what could be done in a comic book. So you seem to be saying that people aren't coming in because of this other media, whereas in my shop, I have people coming in every time that a new movie comes out. I have uh, sold countless copies of Infinity Gauntlet because of Infinity War. I've sold countless copies mm -hmm. of Black Panther, Nation Under Our Feet by ta Coates because of the Black Panther. And I know also older runs like Christopher Priest's run, um, so on and so forth of Black Panther because of that mm -hmm. film. Um, so I, where I, I see a lot of people online coming to the conclusion that it's not bringing new readers in and that, uh, and also frowning upon people who only watch the movies, um, which is another point of contention. But what, me. what, 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 what percentage, what percentage stay? That's, I mean, that's, that's the point for the survival of the monthly comics. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll get into it this, this week, but you know, we've got the Batman damned book. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been clamoring for a weekly delivery cadence of premier books beyond the serials and i think I, I mean i'm not sure jd but that black panther one you mentioned it, it sounded like a premiere and 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 that's fine that's great if it brings people in for that it's not one. It's I think issues okay it's no, but, i but saw I mean, an uptick have, in black read, panther subscriptions but okay. we have read so many 
we have given Ta-Nehisi Coates so many chances on Black Panther, and we have even admitted that it is the way he writes and the the way that uh, those books have been presented are really not indicative of the movie. Oh, sure, but you're talking. This is a separate conversation. We're, we're talking about people coming in from the uh, these other medium. Media? Yeah. Media? yeah. I, but here's the thing, though. If they're coming in from another media and the books don't look like the movies, I, I mean, if, if there is no one, uh, no Iron Man to be found and he's a major player in the movies, that's a problem. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying there can't be a Riri Williams, but for Riri Williams to replace Tony Stark, there's a huge problem there. It's it's like, you know, you got to have some type of synergy between the movies and the, the books. That doesn't mean that, that they always have to be around and everything, but there should always be a Tony Stark Iron Man somewhere in there. Well, because I mean, he's so important. He's such an important player in the films. My response to that is that when Riri Williams uh, became Iron Man, my Iron Man subscriptions quadrupled. Sure, uh, it was my other, my other reference, or my other response is that... Um, Tony was around. He, no, he, he was. He, he was, was the. Um, he was the. Uh, what would you call it? The Jarvis. So he was still a character in the book. He just was inside the suit as opposed to maneuvering I, the suit. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but Bugs looking at, and I think you have to look at it overarchingly. We live in a very progressive area, JD. Sure. I don't. Know and I can only could. tell you my experience. Absolutely. And, and uh, yes, and that's valid. And, and you are also a, a welcome entree into that. You don't have that experience when you walk into every comic store. Oh, Yours no. is one of the fucking friendliest no. around. So, I mean, I think we got to look at and say the meta numbers and then ask if there's a problem. Because, I mean, that's as much as I care about it is I would like the medium to stay alive so people still use their imagination and a modicum to read so the next generation taking care of us when we're old is a bunch of fucktards. That, I mean, that, that's, that, that's my ultimate care in this. I'm going to read what I'm going to read. I'm going to read the comic books until they fucking, until they do away with them completely. I mean, yeah. that's, I, you know, that's, that's as much as I care about it. My only lament on the updating of all the characters is I, I, I cry for where is our originality? And I, I'm asking for that from a very selfish sense, too. I know the story of Shira. I know all these stories, even with the new overlays. I haven't watched Shira specifically yet, but I didn't really like Shira I don't, before. Or, I don't, I don't think it's out yet, is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think it, it is. is. It's just like and in I think each of these, each of these issues, I, I, I don't think you can lump them all together and say nobody likes change. I think that you can lump. I, I think you, these are issues that you could kind of take on as they go. Personally, I have no interest in in. Uh, in Thundercats, is that mm. what it is? Thundercats and, and Shira, and Lionel, and yeah. I really have no interest in Sheila, Shira either. But I and and if they want to do something different, that's fine. But you're always going to have fans of the old stuff, and I get it that they're going to be old stuff there. But you know, it's it's the fans of the old stuff that are that they've seen these Thundercats as these kind of like action figures come to life, and not these. I mean, I. I personally really hate the the redesign of the Thundercats just because it's not an art style that I find appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like a um, you know it's like Adventure Time I meets mean, Steven Universe time yeah. version of of that. So, I, which is fine. I, I, I 
you know, it's I'm not angry that it exists. It's just that for that, there are hardcore Thundercats fans probably out there. And I think that they would be disappointed to see, you know, they would be excited. It'd be like it, it would be like all of a sudden them adapting a uh, Thundercats movie into something and it being just, you know, like like the He-Man Masters of the Universe movie was. It's just a disappointment, you know, it's a disappointment the way they did it. And and, uh, you know, and people have responded to that in kind by really making that to be a really stinker of a movie that is 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 probably universally kind of hated and laughed at um and and then you move on from it you know and then and then in 10 years there'll be another incarnation of of those characters well exactly i i I, I have an example from an ip i care about and all this examples for you little buddy because i think we got a game going back and forth transformers whoa that's not the sound they make um exactly when we experience them as children between the cartoons between the video between the toys between the comic books there was a an entire universe built there that was pretty fucking complex it had shakespearean overtones thrown into it biblical elements of it um and then there was the michael fucking bay movies hey that had sean connery in it towards the end it was Anthony Hopkins, you fuck. Oh, sorry. I it was <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> I didn't God watch damn it. it. I, I didn't watch it. That's point. All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's it. I'm done. Fuck. No, finish. Just, you know, we'd see uh, just a tip of the new shit, balls deep, because we had to read and actually use our imaginations. And I, yeah, I'm, no, fine. I agree. No, I agree with you totally. Thank I you. think that I definitely think that the Transformers is a perfect example of ip gone wrong because it's through right. the it's through the eyes of it's through the eyes of somebody who who thinks he understands it and thinks he's doing the fan service but instead he's just making big loud clangy noises and yeah. robots and that it, we can't even see the faces of and it's an eighty thousand foot view of the transformer story um you know to satiate the 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 lower tension span and the bigger budget it takes to get people to look at something and and, uh, look at the flashy keys in my hand so they can't produce them you know like we just sat there and drooled at the cartoon and i still will watch a cartoon and i'll go oh fuck there's you know this is you know i didn't get every level of this you know with my nine-year-old brain so uh, there was more effort put into the stories because they had to produce more of them at more of a frequent clip. And that's what I still see comic books as. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I'm not against progress and I'm not against, no. like, against like subtle variation. Like, you know what they're doing with Bumblebee. It looks like they're kind of taking it back a step and making Bumblebee a little bit simpler looking. And, you know, they're setting it in the eighties Maybe this one will be actually decent. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking probably... forward to it. Did you see the new trailer? Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's a new trailer, no, I but I saw a new it. clip. And there's, um, oh, Shock Shockwave? Is that the guy who remained on Cybertron back in the day? He was like the guy they would call mm. back to on Cybertron. I think his name was Shockwave the, or something. Is he the box? Was he the boom box? And he had like little cassettes? That was Shockwave, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, no, whatever Shockwave. the fuck. Shockwave was a boom box. Um, um, no, Shockwave was not a boombox. That was Soundwave. But anyway, they do Soundwave, show yeah. Soundwave, and he's that Generation 1 design, oh, cool. which I love. Nice. So I'm actually kind of excited See, for that's, this. Oh, 
yeah. Shockwave took over from Megatron. Shockwave was the um, the yeah, like the glowing eye Megatron. in the middle. Yes, that's yes, the guy. They show him yes. and Soundwave, and they're both um, Generation One. So it looks like they're finally going to give us the ones that we wanted. But um, it's cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, shit, I had a point to make uh, about changing these things. Uh, oh. When I see that they're doing Archie comics in new and interesting ways, that is my reaction to things like the new Thundercats and the new She-Ra and stuff like that. I see that Archie has their cast of characters, and then they did Afterlife with Archie, which is a zombie story. And they did Jughead the Hunger, and they did The Chilling Tales of Sabrina, which are all kind of horror-based books. And I thought, oh, that's how fun that they're able to do this. And then they had like things like Archie meets the Predator, Archie meets the Punisher, so on and so forth. And then they had an updated one by Mark Wade, uh, and that was pretty good. So they're able to take these characters that have been around for a really long time and try new interesting formats for those characters and genres even. So yeah, did you see, I, did I you see though that the, did you see that the latest Archie went back to 1940s? Not well. The newest newest miniseries is called uh, Archie 1941. Yeah. Well, the the thing is though, at the same time, there are diehard Archie fans, and they have kept in print doing the old school Archie comic sort of things. Yeah. So it pleases everybody. It doesn't just say you're pleasing this. Uh, if you've got to accept this change as the next evolution. And if you don't like it, you're a piece of shit. You know, it's, I think that well, there's well, a difference. Well, there. What? what? <laughs> I don't think that's what the uh, creators are saying. <laughs> no, I, I, but I'm just saying that I think that I, I think that there are, there's this, there's this rush to be like one way or the other. And I think that you, there is enough IP there to stretch it out, to be, Look, you could you could make it. Uh, you could have a universe where the entire it, you can why the last man the entire Marvel universe and have it that way. And that's and, and if that's if if someone is there to buy that, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, you know, you could do anything like that if you want to. But then at least give us another book somewhere where we can have we can see Thor. Uh, or we can see Tony Stark or we can see Captain America and have the it's it's like it's as if DC would just stop doing a Batman book or do, stop doing a Superman book, which they haven't really done in quite a long time. There's mm-hmm. always been some type of book that even if it's like, uh, you know, it's a, a Legends of the Dark Knight that was still going on giving Batman books, even when like his back was broken and Azrael took over and Dick Grayson was like taking over, you know, stuff like that. There was, there were alternatives being printed so that you could actually see Bruce Wayne as Batman. And uh, I mean, I think that take, take one last Deadpool book that feels really redundant on the, on the stands and, you know, give a version of that or do what they did in the past. Like they did with the teen Titans where, they took a bunch of new heroes, they put them all together like they did with the champions right now, and then the most popular character gets a series. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do spinoffs or something. I, I think that when you feel, when it feels like every every male character is being replaced, I think that that feels, it just feels weird that mm-hmm. all of a sudden you you walk in the store and you've just seen Civil War and you can't find any of those characters on the stands. Mm-hmm. 
It's just, I, I don't know. But I, I'll, I'll end it with, also ask yourself if there's really a problem. I mean, whenever we bring up these things, it seemed to be firing up our Facebook feeds and, and our social media where we absorb our news. We'll have conversations with JD, and JD goes, "No, there's no fucking problem. I, you know, I'm I'm selling everything, whether it's you know left, right, or, or alt right down the middle. I'm still yeah. selling stuff. I'm selling it at a decent clip. Now, I mean, comic sales have gone down. So is yeah, that a it's problem? been a bad year. Yes, yeah. that's a problem. But I think that's systemic of society more than the shenanigans i'd say at this point i think the shenanigans have pissed off an old and dying guard that's gotten a lot too busy for probably that much entertainment in their lives anyway but you know the culture has moved on so Mm -hmm. i think it's more that than necessarily uh, you know this i think the issue of the week has just become white fucking noise i mean none of it bothers me anymore yeah i don't i I mean it's it bothers me when there are people um like um being uh, what's the word i'm looking for just inappropriate and harassing creators on twitter and like just being rude and and derogatory and stuff like that that's where that's when i get a little bothered because if you don't like something just do what i do stop buying it don't read it if you don't like i the, agree with that i i i'm one of those guys to go back to the transformers michael bay bull stuff um bull stuff bullshit <laughs> i don't know why i did that um, <laughs> I, uh, not for. I, I, um, don't go to the goddamn movie. That's it. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't, I don't tweet at Michael Bay and all of the actors and actresses in the film and make them feel shit about their lot in life. All the, you know, yeah. uh, I do you, re- do you, do you, do you retweet a shitty meme about it though? JD, if you find a funny meme that is mocking one of these things that is transcendent bullshit, do you share or retweet? Oh, sure. That like if meme? I see a good like, well, not for Transformers because that's not even on my radar. But like if I see a funny Batman versus Superman meme, I will share it. Sure. Yeah. So you don't completely avoid yourself from the fray. You, well, I, I, I you, think that, you sound off a voice. I think that yeah. I think everyone, yeah. I, and this is creators and fans are taking Twitter way too seriously these days. It just feels like that's just a, it's such a huge part of people's lives. I don't know. I'm not into it. I, I tweet probably once or twice a, a month, maybe. And that's just, because, just when I have a comic out, you know, when but, you're into out the, but you are into the comic news on Facebook. I mean, that, yeah. that's where you're grabbing them. So it's the same shit. Yeah. But I mean, I, I see that shit. stuff, but at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like, um, just the immediate interactions and the immediate like arguments. And I've seen it on both sides. I've seen, I've seen creators get pretty snarky with fans and like downright pretty mean saying things to fans that, um, you know, I don't think that, I don't think creators should really start personally attacking back. I think that that's just really tacky. Actually. Um, I would rather just see them play the, uh, you know, go the higher ground. And like, if they hear something negative or, or if something like that, I mean, the worst way to, uh, they always say this, you know, it just ignore the troll and it'll go mm-hmm. away. And that's... But you can't, you cannot say that anymore. PR, NPR teams can't handle the deluge of, that, of activity. You've got to be on these channels to have a presence and to be talking to the new audience. But PR and social media teams have said, fuck it, man, we cannot police this. So, I mean, that's where you've just, we've spent the past 10 years instituting a fuck ton of what people would just think basic communication policies, but things that must be doled out to people 
through training programs and stuff, teaching them how to be on social media. They can't, they can't turn a blind eye. It's not the letter column days, and it's not the early 2000s anymore either when there was only a small percentage of people that, that were engaging. There's real money to be have mined and harvested through social media, and the companies know that, and they, they, they just they can't ignore it. We got to move I, on, I guys. Just, yeah, yeah, you're right. We, yeah. Thanks, Noel. Yeah, sorry. Jeez, Noel. Even when you're not here, you become long-winded. <laughs> Tweet at us at JD's Hero Complex. That's my Twitter. You can um, uh, help us out with the Patreon if you go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Uh, you can visit me at my store, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Maniunk, PA. Rob? Just Google Rob Patey and say, hey, on at- one of those things that comes up. Yeah. Oh, you can hear this show. If you're not on iTunes or whatever, uh, you could be listening to this at cultpopgo.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail on that website as well. And Mark underscore L underscore Miller. I also post the podcast mm. on on Mar- ML Miller Writes, uh, which is another source. But uh, go to JD's first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, What a ringy endorsement. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm a, I'm about a week and a half away of me starting my October countdown. Um, I just saw a movie called Mandy with Nicolas Cage, and I do recommend it a lot to people, and that's definitely going to be showing up on my countdown. Um, it's a horror movie where Nicolas Cage fights a giant guy with a 12-foot chainsaw, and he has a chainsaw battle with him, which is pretty awesome. And I, it's, I'd like to recommend the song by Mary Barry Manilow about his dog of the same name, Mandy. Um, true. It, it doesn't show up in the movie, though. This has been all over my timeline on Facebook. People, all Mandy. my friends are, are talking about Mandy. It's I, I can tell it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very trippy movie, and I think it's for people who just are willing to experience a movie rather than, I mean, the, the movie just kind of goes goes all over the place a little bit in a dreamlike David Lynch sort of way. But if you like that sort of thing, it's definitely for you. Nice. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. There's a minute, there's an hour 30. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>